for the last five weeks, we've been looking at this subject of above and beyond. What does it mean to live our lives beyond the minimum? Can I tell you, I don't want you to live 2021 just for the sake of getting to 2022. Because what a waste of a year that is. You know, there are so many things that you and I can do. And I really believe that there are so many things that God wants you to achieve. And, and not just when we say achieve, we're not just talking about success or doing things. But there are things inside of you that God wants to do in you. God wants to mold you. He wants, he wants you to come closer to him this year. I have a friend. And I told you about this friend of mine. He's um, the crazy Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. And every morning, without, a, without, without missing a, a beat on his social media, are these amazing, encouraging, empowering quotes, you know? And it, 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 it helps me. It really does. It helps me to wake up and go, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live today above and beyond. I'm not just going to live today for the sake of tick, 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 let's just go to bed. But I want to make a difference today. I want my day today to make a difference to my life. And so that's what we've been talking about, uh, living our lives above and beyond. Tonight we, we um, finish up this series. And then I, I didn't get to announce this. It's a pretty big announcement, but next week is actually our Vision Sunday. So once a year, uh, the first Sunday of, of February, we, we take a moment to celebrate what God's doing and, and we share the vision again. We talk about what's happening in the year. And so make sure you're joining us with that. It's also Commencement Sunday. Our, our kids' church starts next Sunday as well, and that's really exciting. So please make sure to join us for that. All right. A few years ago, a certain website, ashleymadison.com, um, absolutely blew the internet apart. Now, some of us may or may not know this, but the, this website, ashleymadison.com, was created for one purpose, and it was to promote adultery. It was a site where married people or people within relationships could, behind the back of their spouse, find someone else to enter into sexual relations with. The target... Targeted market for this website was anyone that wanted to be unfaithful to their partners and gave them an internet website to do so. And the crazy thing was, the website went completely viral. It was such a hit. It was such a hit for so many people who wanted to be unfaithful. And what's even crazier is this. So many people just accepted that that's the world we live in. We live in a world where faithfulness or being faithful to someone or something is just not important anymore. And it's not just Christians versus non-Christians. You know, sadly, the divorce rate in the church and outside of the church, there's barely a difference. And who cares about being faithful anyway, right? You know, we live in a world that tells us, do what you want to do. You know, do the things that make you feel good, and you can do them whenever you want. And along the way, things like love, 
loyalty, friendship. And as much as we may say they are important, they get lost. You know why? Because self is king. Love, friendship, loyalty, morals. No, self is king. Therefore, faithfulness gets thrown out of the window. Tonight, we're talking about what it means to be faithful above and beyond. Let's start with a definition. The dictionary gives us a few different definitions of the word faithfulness. The first one, remaining loyal and steadfast. Uh, Someone who does what they say. Someone who keeps their promises. And this is what it means to be faithful. Now, there are two types of faithfulness that exist in the world. We have God's faithfulness and we have man's faithfulness. So let's just look at God's faithfulness firstly. Faithfulness is a part of who God is. It's a part of his character. Being faithful is not something that God does. It's a part of who God is. Now, Sometimes it's hard for us to understand this. Right, it's like saying, "Look, I I, I don't wake up and go. You know what? Today I'm going to be Asian. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to be Asian. You know, so I'm going to go and eat fried rice. You know, I carry on chopsticks. I say I can make these jokes because I'm Asian, right? You know, like I, I, but I don't I don't need to try to be Asian because being Asian is not something that I do. It's something about who I am. In the same way, faithfulness." God didn't ever go, well, I want to be faithful. I want to learn what it means to be faithful. I'm going to try to be faithful. No, faithfulness is a part of God's character. How do we know this? Because the scripture, the Bible tells us over and over again. So let me give you some scripture that shows the faithfulness of God. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Psalm 119, your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. Finally, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Leave that verse up there. Go back to 22. Can you go back to 22? Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. Never fail. See, that's what faithfulness is. To be true to what one has promised without exception. Once again, Being faithful is not what God does, but it is who God is. It is within his character. And the amazing thing about our God is that he is not moved by situation or circumstance like we are. But regardless of what happens around him, God remains faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. It's amazing. God is not triggered by any of us. God is not triggered by the ways of this world, but he is faithful because that's who he is. God's faithfulness is perfect. It is faultless. 
No one can say that God did not do what he said he would do. No one can say God did, God did not fulfill his promises. No one can say God left me, he forsaked me. No, because that is impossible for our God. Because our God is perfectly faithful. Now, we might not understand certain situations that happen to us. We might feel that God may not be around, but God has never been in a position where he has left people hanging. Even when we are not faithful to him, and I think this is amazing, even when we are not faithful to God, that doesn't change God's faithfulness towards us because it's just who he is. God is faithful. So we have God's faithfulness, and then secondly, we have man's faithfulness. Faithfulness is not just limited to the character of God, but it's something that humanity can also embrace and have as well. Man's faithfulness is based upon God's faithfulness. It mirrors God's faithfulness. It takes the example of God's faithfulness, but because of our sin and our human nature, our faithfulness is never perfect. But just because it's not perfect doesn't mean it's not important. Our faithfulness, it can never be perfect because we will never be perfect on this side of eternity. But just because we can't achieve perfection does not mean it's not important. It's like talking about love. The way we love and the way God loves is completely different. We will never love the same way that God loves. But does that mean that, well, okay, well, I'm never going to be as good as God, so I might as well not love? No. We still aspire for love. We still are commanded to love. We still strive to love. And in the same way, even though our faithfulness may not be perfect, we are called to be faithful in our lives. As spirit-filled believers, we are called to produce the fruit of the Spirit, which is listed in Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now, so many times we, we get through love, yes, love, joy, yes, joy, peace, yes, patience, yes. But have you ever realized that the word faithfulness, to be faithful, is a fruit of the Spirit? Faithfulness is something that must be a part of our lives. And the beauty is we have a God that shows us what it means to be faithful, defines for us what it means to be faithful, gives us an example of what it means to be faithful. Now, tonight, I believe there are three main areas where God calls us to be faithful. And I'm sure there are many other little ones as well, but I think there are three major ones um, that we're going to learn about um, tonight, about what it means to be faithful above and beyond. And the first one is this, faithfulness towards God. Our first priority as Christians is that we need to be faithful to God. We need to be loyal to God. We need to be committed to God. This should be the highest priority of our lives. To be faithful to God requires us to submit 
our ways to God. To be faithful to God is this. If I say God is the most important person in my life, if God is the most important being in my life, then being faithful above and beyond is to live that out. God's faithfulness to us, as we've said, is not the same as our faithfulness to God. When God is faithful to us, He cares for us, He leads us, and He loves us. When we are faithful to God, it means that we trust that He will care for us, that that we will follow where He leads us, and we will love Him in return. In Exodus, when God gives us the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, the first two commandments... Right, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 and 6. Listen to this. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation to those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations to those who love me and keep my commandments. God said, you shall not have any other gods but me. God commands us, hey, if you're going to follow me, you follow me and me alone. I'm not going to share the stage with anyone else. I'm not going to share the glory. I'm not going to share your attention with anyone else. Now, if you don't want me, that's fine. But if you want me, then you have all of me, and you give me all of yourself, or you get nothing. God says, do not worship other gods. Do not be unfaithful, but follow me. Friends, when we are faithful to God, what we are saying is, is that all of our plans, all of our identity, all of our life, our future, our eternity, all of those eggs are in the one basket, and that is God. That's what it means to be faithful above and beyond, that God is our plan A, our plan B, all the way down to our plan Z. To be faithful to God is to stick with God regardless of our circumstance or situation. Whether we think God is near and far, whether we feel God is near and far, regardless of what is going on in your life, to be faithful to God is to stay with Him. To be faithful to God is to cling on to Him during not just the good times, but the times of chaos and crisis. Believing that it is only through God that we can achieve true identity and true peace in our hearts. Everything, everything that God has said will be true. And that's what we're holding on to. That's what it means to be faithful. God says, you are my child. I don't feel like that. I don't think like that. But you said it. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm going to turn up and I'm going to hold on to you. God said that, that he's got my life and my future in his hands. Okay. Okay, God. You said that. You promised that. Okay, God. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to hold on to that. Our faithfulness to God is a response to his. 
So the first area where we are called to be faithful above and beyond is to be faithful to our God. Secondly, I believe that we are called to be faithful towards each other. Not only are we called to be faithful to God, but we are called to be faithful, loyal, committed to each other. And I'm not just talking within our church. I'm talking within your families. I'm talking within friendship. Actually, the the scriptures go even beyond that. It actually talks about humanity. Micah. When's the last time we read a verse from Micah? Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your God? Hosea 12, 6, Therefore return to your God, observe kindness and justice, and wait uh, for your God continually. God, he's telling us, hey, you need to be faithful to humanity. You 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 need to be concerned for the rich and the poor around you. you. You actually need to care for those that are broken around you. Right? So I think sometimes we, we become quite insular in our own lives and we forget that actually there's a whole, you know, seven billion people out there that God wants us to reach out to, be kind to. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And this is the commitment that we're meant to have for each other. It, this is what it means to turn up for, for one another. And as I said, this could be in the form of church community, something that we've, as, as we debriefed 2020, one of the things that kept coming up as a shining light was the fact that people were so faithful to the church and to the church family. Within our life groups, within our, our, our services, you know, people just, they, they were there for each other. And I believe that's one of the reasons why that, that God has blessed us because we were committed to looking after each other. We were faithful to each other. It could be not just, as I said, not in our church family, but also within your, your, your family at home. It could be within your friendships. It could be within your, your workplaces. But we're, we're actually called to be faithful to each other. Faithful towards each other. So faithful to God, faithful to each other. And finally, I believe the, large, well, the third large area that we're called to be faithful is in our marriage. Now, I know some of us are not married here, and you're blessed. And some of us are married here, and you're even more blessed. That much more blessed. <laughs> but even if you're not married, you need to hear this. God calls us to be faithful in our marriage. And what does that mean? It means firstly to be committed to what God defines as marriage. And God defines marriage as a union between a man and a woman to the exclusion of all others. To the exclusion of all others. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. However, each of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. 
Hebrews 13, for marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God would judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Do you know why this is so important to hear? Not, if, not, not just because you're married, right? Because Scripture tells us that marriage should be honored by all, including non-married people. If you're not married, right, Scripture is telling you, you need to have a high view of marriage. Like if you're married, it's telling you, you need to have a high view of marriage. Right? Think about all the decisions that you've made in your life. Think about, if you were to categorize all the decisions you made in your life, think, and, and you put them, you rank them in importance, right? Number one importance would be where you stand with God. Where you stand with God is the greatest and most important decision that you will have to make in your life because it is the one decision where the consequence of that decision actually go beyond this life and go into eternity. That's the first decision. Do you know what the second most important decision is? It's not career. It's not what city am I going to live in. It's not what kind of cereal do I want to eat in the morning or what toothpaste I use, Colgate Blue Minty Gel. It's actually who, it's, it's, it's do I choose to get married slash who will I marry? Can I tell you, there is, not a, there, there is no other decision on earth, on earth, right, that has a bigger impact on your life than that one decision. Now, if you're not married, that's great. You don't have to deal with that decision. And then you can just move on to career and health and all the other stuff. Marriage can build you to become an amazing person and can at the same time can crumble you. What does it mean to be faithful in marriage? Not only is it to be committed to what God defines as marriage, but it's also the commitment to the vows and promises that you make towards each other. Now, I'm a marriage celebrant. Um, I, I was at a wedding yesterday, um, and it, every time you go to a wedding, it's a great reminder of the promises that you made to that individual person. And can I tell you, once again, you know, the question of what are the greatest promises that you've made, right? Uh, on earth, that is, that is the, the, the depth and the, the severity of the promises that you're making to this other human being. I know that we've got some people that are getting close to getting married and whatnot, and I'll tell you, you really need to think about this, right? It's the promise to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor. For sick, I've heard this one, for richer or for richer. No, no in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part. To be faithful means that you do what you say, regardless of emotion or situation. This is what it means to be faithful. Being unfaithful to God through the worship of idols is called idolatry. Being unfaithful to your spouse is called adultery. And adultery is not necessarily just a physical thing. 
You can have emotional affairs with people outside of your marriage. And I would still say that that is still being unfaithful. I do want to put a cameo in there. I do know that there are so many people within our church community that have experienced unfaithfulness in either their marriage or in their parents' marriage. I just want to take a moment to recognize that there is a lot of brokenness in our community. And I'm not sharing this with you because I want you to feel bad. Actually, I'm sharing this with you to encourage you to move forward, to redeem the things that have been broken, whether they've been broken in our parents or broken in our own lives, because they can be redeemed. There is nothing on earth that cannot be redeemed by the love and mercy of God. In a world where faithfulness has decreased in value and importance, as believers, we are called to go the other way. And we are called to be faithful above and beyond because our God is faithful. He has been faithful to you. You think about your life. And you might be like, well, I I wasn't a Christian earlier. But that did not mean that God was not there. You know, I could sit down with any of you and I could say, tell me about your life. Tell me about the roller coaster of your life. And if we dig and dig and dig deep enough, I promise you, the fingerprints of God is all over your life. The fact that tonight that you are here at church with us, the fact that you're joining us on the live stream, that isn't because of your goodwill or good nature. It's all God. It's all God. It's His faithfulness to His children. It's His faithfulness to His church. It's all God. When He makes a promise, He keeps it. Unlike so many of us. His allegiance, his loyalty, his commitment is flawless. And you know what? He's the only hope we have in this fallen world. And he says to us, hey, trust me, follow me, love me, and I will take care of you. In the same way as I've been looking after you, I will continue to take care of you. And he promises this, I will never walk away. I will never walk away. There's something about that. You know, because even in marriage we've seen it. People walk away, even to the best of people. But our God, that's what he promises you. He says, I've always been with you. Whether you thought I was there or not is irrelevant. I've always been with you. And no matter what happens in your life, I will never walk away. This is the God that we worship. But friends, 
living a faithful life to our God, to each other, and in our marriage. It might seem simple to begin with. Because, you know, how many people get married going, yep, one day I'm actually going to have an affair? No one. Of course, when you're there on your wedding day and you're making those vows and you look deeply into the eyes of your spouse, you are truly in love with that person. There is no way in your mind you're 100% at one point I'm going to become unfaithful. But when push comes to shove, it's just compromise. One little thing, two little things, three little things. You know, they say coming to church, right? And I know we're in a very odd season with COVID, but the decision to come to church every week, you know, I don't take that for granted. And so I'm really grateful for everyone here and everyone joining in on the live stream. It's funny, right? To, to commit to coming to church sometimes can take years. But the decision to stop coming, it only takes two weeks. You miss one week, you miss two weeks, and by the third week, it's so easy to just stop coming. I'm not going to mention any names, but here's the list that I've got. No, I'm just kidding. There is a brother that I do want to call out, but didn't miss a week for two, just under two years. And I'm just saying, bro, I know you're on the live stream, but I know you don't even like watching live stream. You've missed, this is week four, I know. And more importantly, God knows. Just joking. It's, imp- it's hard. It's really hard. Right? It's like going to the gym. You'd be proud. I went to the gym this week. Right? Did I do anything? No. I went to use the bathroom. <laughs> it was the closest bathroom to where I was. But it was good to know my swipe card still worked. <laughs> they were still taking my money. You know, it's like that, right? Being faithful. You know, it's so hard, you know, to get to the gym. It's so hard to go consistently, right? And then you finally get into that pattern. You're doing it. You're getting in there. And it just gets easier, right? It gets easier and easier and easier. And you have an injury. And then you miss one week. And then you miss two weeks. And everything is just... It's like that. Being faithful is so easy to say, but it's actually one of the hardest things to do. But you know what it comes down to? And it was funny because two weeks ago when I was talking about giving above and beyond, it came back to the idea of value, what you find value. But you know what's funny? Even faithfulness, living a life of of faithfulness above and beyond, it actually comes back to value as well. It's about what you value. If you're married and you value your marriage and you value, firstly, you you value God who says that, you know, don't take marriage lightly. You value marriage, the covenant of promise of marriage. You value the person that you're married to. Then the chances of you being unfaithful is very small. But it's when the value here decreases, suddenly other things become higher in value. That's what happens. And as I said, no one wakes up going, I'm going to be unfaithful today. No. 
starts with one phone call, one thought, and that builds, and that, you know, it just keeps, you know, building and building, and bang. Suddenly you turn back and your wife's 100 metres away. Same with God. Same with God. Oh, one Sunday, one ministry, one life group, one prayer. And suddenly you look back and go, far out. I've come a long way. But the beauty is this. Even though you are unfaithful, and we all are, when I say you, I'm included. Even though we are unfaithful to God, we cannot be perfectly faithful. Our God, it doesn't change him because he's still committed to you. That's one of the things that I love about God the most. You know, I, I, I can't guarantee in my life that I'm not going to make dumb decisions. You know, I, 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 I've had these conversations with God. It's, it, they're funny. I, I've literally said, God, well, you kind of made me. And so if we're going to talk about responsibility, it's kind of your fault that I'm an idiot. You know, and I try to shift that onto God. But as I'm joking, kind of semi-seriously joking with God, one of the things that affirms my heart is this, that regardless of what I do in my life, if I am willing to confess my sin and humble myself before God, he will be faithful to me. You cannot find that on this planet. That's why God is separate from anyone because his faithfulness is perfect. I've experienced it in my life. I've seen it in other people. So tonight, I wanted to finish by sharing two examples of faithfulness. And I'll wait for, I'll, I'll just wait, Mr. Can't spell. Firstly, I want to tell you a man by the name uh, a man by the name of John Philpot. I think there's a photo of him. John Philpot. In 1555, there's a campaign of uh, as a part of her campaign to re-establish the Catholic Church in England. Queen Mary, who was better known as the Bloody Queen, arranged for John. Philpot, who was one of the leading Protestant ministers of the day, to be burned at the stake, to be executed. And when his death sentence was pronounced, Philpot said, I am ready. God, grant me strength and a joyful resurrection. And instead of the jailers dragging him to the place where he would be killed, John Philpot walked to his own place of execution. And when he got there, he knelt before the wood, kissed the stake that would be the one that would burn that would that would burn him to death. That's faithfulness. That's that's faithfulness that says, you know what? It doesn't matter. What happens in my life, I will never let go of God. That's faithfulness. The no matter what mentality. 
The second one is a local example. In a little church in Sydney, there was a guy who was known to be the first to come and the last to leave. If he said that he was going to be there at a certain time, guaranteed he would be there. He would be the one to turn off all the lights at the end of church, go to help people move houses, and continue to be generous to those, even those that he had just met. Three months ago, he followed God's calling into full-time ministry, quit his job, took a 30% pay cut to start working full-time at church, and still, even with that, goes above and beyond his loving, his giving, and his serving God. The church is called the Chapel Sydney, and this man's name is James J. I was writing this, and I was, I was thinking about And you know what? I, I don't want to single him out for the sake of singling him out and not singling out other people, because I think we have so many examples of faithfulness in our church. But when you say faithfulness in the Chapel Sydney, uh, James is just this, this radiant example. You know, he, he, he's just there. I've had the pleasure of, of, of walking alongside James for the last nearly six, or six, this is our 16th year. And let me tell you, James wasn't always the most talented. <laughs> He wasn't always the most gifted. He wasn't always the most good looking. Oh, that's slack. Someone laughed. (laughs) Slack. But from day one, he has been one of the most faithful servants of God. He has been one of the most faithful friends to myself, to my wife, to my kids. He even, you know, little things like he he took my boys out with some of the other little boys in the praise team to time zone. He didn't need to do that. But he just, that's just how he loves and serves. You know, everyone gets to enjoy service here, and then once, you know, 6.35 hits, you know, everyone's, everyone goes out, goes home, goes to dinner, and you've got the praise team, you've got everyone serving faithfully. But even in that, last person to leave, last person to check the lights, first person to get in trouble when we find out that lights weren't turned off <laughs> is Pastor James. That's him being faithful to God. That's him being faithful to the church. Him being faithful to you and I. And one day, when he gets married, that same faithfulness will be the bedrock of his marriage. Friends, the world tells us that it's okay to not be faithful. The world tells us that. Just do whatever you want. Marriage, if it didn't work out, move on. Friendship, you know, you can always find friends elsewhere. 
work, church. We live in a world where being faithful just doesn't matter. But it does matter. It should matter. Not because of you and me, but because of our God. Because our God is faithful. And if we are to honor him with our lives, if we are to honor, if we are to worship him, if we are called to image him, replicate him, then the same faithfulness that God gives to us, it's got to be important to us. So I pray that this year, you know, it's not like we think about this stuff. Not like we think about whether we're faithful or not, but I want you to think about it. Faithful to God. Faithful to each other. Faithful in your marriage. I pray this year, 2021, would be a year filled of faithfulness in your life, that you would become that faithful servant. So when you meet God face to face, and this is what Scripture tells us, that when you meet God face to face, and you are faithful to Him, that He will welcome you. He will open His arms and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come into your master's house, for I am pleased. We pray that this year that you would live a life of faithfulness above and beyond. Amen? Let's pray. Why don't we just take a moment to just do a little bit of um, diagnostics, a little bit of a health check. How faithful are you? And I want you to think about those three areas in your life right now. Faithful to God. Faithful to each other. Faithful in your marriage. If God is who you say God is, then He deserves your attention. He deserves your time. He deserves your honor. That's what it means to be faithful. For you to do what you say. But let me ask you, if you were to describe your relationship with God, would the word faithful be used in that sentence? And what about to the church or your friends or your family? Are you a faithful brother? Are you a faithful sister? Are you committed, loyal to those around you? Or is it just about you? Are you one of those people that only reaches out when you need something? Are your friendships all needs basis? Do you come to church just because you have to? Not because you want to. And finally, for those that are married, are you being faithful in your marriage? 
And as I said, you don't have to go out and have a full-blown affair to be unfaithful. Scripture tells us that it's not when you sleep with someone else outside of your marriage that you commit adultery, but even the thought of lust is adultery, is unfaithfulness. And here's the final part. Is being faithful so important for you that you're willing to fight for it? That you're willing to say no matter what, I'm going to be faithful. No matter what, I'm going to hold on to this thing that I find the most valuable in my life, whether it be your God, your relationships or your marriage. To honour God with what he says is to be faithful. To reach out to your friends, even when you don't feel like it, is to be faithful. To love your spouse, even when you're angry, is to be faithful. So why don't we take a moment, whether you're here, whether you're online, why don't you take a moment to think about those three areas. Faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to each other. And faithfulness in your marriage. And ask yourself, how important is it to be faithful? Is it where you want it to be? And ask God for help to be faithful, just like he's faithful to us. Let's pray.